Welcome to Pros vs. Bros. I'm your host, John. Oh, gee, was that an arrow? Um, I'm your host, John, and this is my co-host, Owen. Yeah, hi, hello. Was this, was this planned? It's really, oh my god, it's violent. We're writing podcasts. This isn't in the budget. Jeez, we just write short stories every week off of random prompts. This, this we don't do this. Oh, Jesus. Oh. <gasps> oh, yes. <sighs> Safety. I, I guess we're recording here. pre-recording but you know the sentiment is there the idea is that we're First in this chance coming to you live from home yeah yeah we're looking at you through the windows i see you there i, I hope you're real you. comfortable on that couch and or love seat and or bargain lounger and or kitchen table chair or car <laughs> or office chair there are so many options to how you can listen to the podcast it's the, the how we're everywhere and nowhere at the same time <laughs> we are everything and nothing that shows the real versatility of a podcast. That's why we're doing this as a podcast and not as YouTube comment content, you know? Not because I don't like editing video or not, anything. Yeah, like no, it's no. nothing no. like that, no. Uh, audio is just so much easier. It, it really is. I love audio, though. <laughs> audio editing is a ton easier than video editing, but for me, I think it's more rewarding. I don't know why. I like video editing. That's good, because so, if we get to videos... yeah. <laughs> That's oh no! <laughs> I shouldn't. You, I should have said you that. Just volunteered. <laughs> I, I'll do uh, audio. You can no, just edit I, the video, and I'll send you the the finished audio. <laughs> sure. I like the the visual aspect. I like throwing a bunch of shit at the screen and just seeing what happens. I just see what sticks. I mean, that's pretty much what YouTube is. Everyone's always trying to figure out what the new funny thing is, what the new shtick is. I mean, fuck. There are people who are just trendsetters on YouTube. Like recently, Markiplier came out and fucking just did the smasher pass thing of all the Pokemon. The sense. The <laughs> and now YouTube's doing the it. list that he had for pass disturbs me to no You've end. Seen it? That's great. <laughs> I've seen it. He he wants to. He fucks Diglett and Doug Trio. That's the that's the bad one. He has. He says yes to Beedrill. So does Aaron from Game. Grants. Everybody says oh he says yes to Beedrill and Whale Lord. Well, I mean Whale Lord's got a blowhole. No. <laughs> No, John. Uh, all I'm saying is there are some fuckable Pokemon, but that's not the point today. The point today is that we're a podcast and we're, we are meant to be creative. We are meant to be entertaining. So hopefully we've been at least one of those things so far. As far as the creative thing goes, every week, if you're new, which why are you? I mean, I appreciate if you're new. I really do. But why haven't you been around before? What the fuck? What the fuck what are you doing you so here? Long to be here. Stay. Stay, please. But what took you? Dude, so we are we are almost we are almost at episode ten. It's what are so you doing? Episodes. I really like the like we, the weird like thank you and then verbal abuse we do to the audience. <laughs> We're like, what's wrong with you? We love you. We hate you. We love you. <laughs> if this is your first time being in this episode, hi, thanks also. for listening. <laughs> Fuck you. Go back. <laughs> Uh, hopefully we didn't lose too many audiences members from that but we want you to know we're very aware of our flaws but 
Something yeah. we're not flawed at is writing short stories. Now, our short stories. But in all seriousness, <laughs> go back, listen to the previous episodes, and then yeah, come we'd back. appreciate it. We really would. Um, but in please, in the vein of uh, tradition, usually we have two short stories that we bring to the show that we wrote. They're original. You will find them nowhere else upon the internet. Uh, they are ours alone, and we base them off of a singular prompt that we shared. But that doesn't mean they're the same story, because for every prompt. Every writer has a different interpretation, a different dream, if you will. Yes, yes. So that is what the show is about. It's how we, it's how we interpret yes. these stories. Mm, every yes. writer has a different voice, and that's what we're here to illustrate. And every writer has value, because no one else can write the same short, and thus the same story, as you. Because no one else has your brain, that wonderful, crinkly, wrinkly brain. It's much more appealing than our smooth brains. I wouldn't write your story like this. I'd write it my way. <laughs> that is actually a literal thing you have to unlearn when you're doing critique. Yeah. A lot of people have that habit of they, their intentions are good. And they'll come in, they'll be like, this sentence is good. Uh, but this sentence, you should write like this. And that's fine. I I do rewrites like that on critique. But I'll say, like, this is how I would possibly write it if... I was to do this just as like it's to give the person an idea. They may not use the sentence that I reconstructed, but maybe it sparks something in their brain that that moves the sentence around and they're more pleased with it afterwards. The idea is to give the writer motivation or at least fuel to go on with critique. It's not to impose your image. They may not directly uh, they may not directly take your idea, but they'll go. That guy gave me a shitty idea, but that made, that caused this idea to pop up in my it's brain. Like, uh, <laughs> it's like it's like burning uh, cow, like burning animal dung. It smells terrible, but hey, it keeps you warm. What? I don't know if that analogy held up. <laughs> my God! <laughs> what? That's a legitimate survival tactic. I don't think so. Like it is burning yes. shit. Uh, you don't want to burn car. Here's the thing, audience. If anyone's going to try to use this as a survival tactic. Do not burn carnivore no. shit. If you find like a wolf dung or anything, don't do that. No, no, no. Uh, it's uh, only do herbivores because they have actually they have stuff that burns in their poo. If this is a fun topic for everyone to hear about, by the way, but it's, it, maybe it'll save a life. You never know. So uh, find those herbivores and follow them around. <laughs> that yeah. way you can have fire. Wow. <laughs> so Owen. Uh, <laughs> In the interest of getting away from poo, how about you? How have you been? What what have you been up to lately? I have been good. Been good. <sighs> My stomach feels weird today. I don't know I'm why. I'm sorry to hear that. Aside from that, but, though, I've been hearing that you've been real that, distracted by something lately. I have. I've been playing a large amount of the game Elden Ring. Oh, say it ain't so. One of the most popular games out there right now. <laughs> What? what? Oh my god. So, you're a fan of the, the Dark Soulsians, the, the yeah. difficulty spiking games. The, the Dark Souls games except for Dark Souls 2, yeah. You don't like 2. I like those. Nope, because 2 is made by the B team of From Software and sucks ass. B equals butt. It's booty. Hitotaki Miyazaki was off working with the A team of From Software making Bloodborne. Oh. Which is an actual good that's, game and is my favorite. That's weird. Souls you never game. really think that a studio would prioritize an original title. Original, it's still based in the same universe-ish. Um, mm-hmm. You'd think they'd prioritize the sequel to an already proven title. 
That's usually what it is. Usually the original titles get the B team and the sequels. I mean, get yeah, the A team. That's a weird move on their part. But hey, everyone loves Bloodborne. On that topic, actually, uh, I learned that Elden Ring was in development before Sekiro, but Sekiro came out first oh, because well, it was I mean, a smaller yeah. game. I heard Sekiro was significantly shorter. <laughs> and it's also like the hardest fucking game. It is the hardest uh, of all. They may of those have been games. depending on the difficulty to, to lengthen the game. Yeah, probably. Which I get. I kind of don't agree with. Like the Dark Souls games have that difficulty in them, but the idea is it's difficult enough to challenge you, but enough so that it's rewarding when you eventually do win. Exactly. Just having a difficulty there to make it take forever to beat the game, just for the sake of spending more time. Not all of those challenges land properly. So, for instance, every single game has at least one poison swamp area because damage over time is a challenge, I guess. Hmm. So now it's just become a meme of haha poison area in this game. <laughs> haha poison area. In Dark Souls 1, it's Blight Town. I don't know what it is in 2 because I haven't played it. In uh, Bloodborne, it's not super prevalent, but I know there is some spaces with like you know, toxic goo on the ground that you walk in. Dark Souls 3, I don't remember what it's called, but it's there. Sekiro is also a really small area, but it's there. And then there's like three different swamp areas that do damage over time in Elden Ring. It's kind wow. of insane. I'm not a huge fan of that mechanic. They had that same situation in God of War, but it was an end, it was a, an end of game thing. You could go to... a I can't remember what the realm was called, but you would go to this realm and it was all fog and you would run through the fog and it would slowly take down your health as you did. But if you went yeah. to the maze far enough, you'd get cooler and cooler gear, but you'd have to get out of the fog oh eventually because then you would die. Lord. It was like a gauntlet thing. And I I didn't really fuck with it because I, I don't like that mechanic. <laughs> it limits me. But there is, uh, I always called it Mustafar because Star Wars is on the brain. There is uh, the Volcano Realm. And my God, I know Norse mythology better than this, but it's just not there right now. Uh, that you can do, that you just basically ascend a mountain and do battle after battle after battle. I did about, I did a lot of that. That was fun. I like that kind of shit. I could go on a full tangent about some of the bullshit that like all the Souls games have. Dark Souls 1, specifically, because I've, I've gone on a little bit of a rant about this in like the last episode. Mm -hmm. But uh, the Lord Souls... They all have some bullshit linked to them. So the bed of chaos is, you know, you're traversing hell itself. So Ooh. that's another like damage over time thing. So you're just walking through lava and you have to get a ring where you can walk through lava and take away less damage. Naturally. You know, because um, walking through liquid rock. <laughs> yeah. Gravelord Nito. It's Tomb of the Giants, so like it's it starts at this dark area, and you just have to traverse through the darkness ah, yes. until you just find like a lamp. Life. That sucks ass. My one of my least favorite parts of the entire game is Tomb of the Giants. Um, New Londo, where you have to get an item to hit enemies. Fucking Seath the Scaleless, where you have to walk on invisible platforms to get to his area. Sucks, asshole. <laughs> about well, it i mean i have yet to play it i will get it at some point mostly at this point because of the magic system i saw again i've not delved into it too far because i want to explore it myself but like i watched uh, a youtuber explain like the weird there's like an arena 
not like real life, but characters have this uns- or people have this unspoken agreement that you can summon each other and have like fight clubs. In, oh yeah, in the Souls games and the Elden Ring, I did not know this subculture existed, but it looks hilarious. Um, and people were using spells. I was like, I've never seen. I was like, oh okay, there's a there's a fucking actual because I always interpreted souls to be kind of limited in magic in terms of your character but that may be because i usually watch people like game groups play it <laughs> and uh elden ring has a lot more magic than i think any okay because I, I only ever yeah. really saw aaron throw fireballs that was really it that was all the magic i ever really witnessed <laughs> it was yellow oh, yeah. fireballs so i that never really interested me but now we got like lightning fire ice wind all this shit going everywhere and i'm like hey oh give yeah that to me and my eyeballs right now um oh john i can explain i can explain general radon to you on recording <gasps> general radon on recording this is a yeah. big boss everyone who's who, a who's, who's he's one of the big big bosses big in boss. the game that's super hard to beat before i begin if you don't want elden ring spoilers the game's been out long enough just kind of skip this i'd say skip like three um, minutes probably something like that but uh the third i think it is the third major boss is a guy <coughs> who is like in this giant desert arena the arena is so big that you can uh summon your horse which is not common for normal uh, like not normal boss fights and in the in the story of elden ring a lot of the major bosses that you fight are these demigods that have uh, portions of the Elden Ring. And one of them, who is uh, said to be the most powerful, is General Radon, who is this big man with two swords and has gravity magic. But before the game starts, there was this whole war that happened, and like all the demigods just kind of fucked around and like messed themselves up. And Radon and this one girl who has the ability to control a rot... Um, got into this big battle and she ended up putting this rod into Radon and rotting him from the inside out and he was just devolving as a person. He's not as smart as he used to be, but he's like ten times more powerful because he's just batshit insane. Is that the dude I and saw in the cinematic thing like chewing on things? Yes. Ah uh, yeah he's big. Um he's a big yeah. guy. Oh he's massive. Yeah, I, I don't I don't want to touch his toes. He is like just forced to wander the world and I'm so surprised there is not, there was not an in lore explanation to a Souls fight like this until Elden Ring. But uh, he's forced to wander the world, and whenever he reaches a certain part of the world, all of the people in the the lands between put together this festival to go out there and try to kill him and take his great rune. That doesn't sound nice. And that's just a thing they do. <laughs> and I and I explained it. I explained it to some friends and I said, it is the Dark Souls equivalent of rounding up a bunch of your friends, going to yeah, going to Walmart and fighting the strongest homeless man you can find. <laughs> fighting the strongest homeless man. <laughs> yeah. Hey, some of them are probably pretty scrappy. And there's and I like wouldn't wanna fuck, I don't want to fuck with a homeless man that looks like he can take me exactly. out. Exactly. There's some really cool in lore explanations for fights in Souls games. So like Ludwig in Bloodborne is one of the strongest beast hunters in history, but he died a long time ago, and he goes to the Hunter's Nightmare, which is just hell in that universe, um, Fun. where he's just forced to hunt eternally with oh, no there's end. A, there's a realm exactly like that in Skyrim. Yeah. 
Literally um, the eternal hunt. He was there for so long that he started turning into the things that he was hunting. So he's just this mutilated yeah. horse dog man. Oh, so like he like gets more and more features as he goes. Like yes. transforming, but not in good. Ah, that sounds like. And his second phase is that he like remembers like he has this magic. giant fucking sword. It's so cool. Ah. And then in uh, Sekiro, the last boss, Sword Saint Ishin is a, uh, there's a character that you fight. He's the tutorial boss that you're supposed to die to. He's a boss in the middle of the game. And he is a, the first phase of the last boss. Basically, he just, he's this um, dude that wants to use this kid's blood for immortality. Um, but you keep kicking his ass to the point that a version of his grandpa in his prime pops out of his body and fights on his behalf. This dude gets his ass kicked so many times that his ancestors get fuck, fucking pissed and they start fighting you. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna fuck you up. That's funny. It is so cool. That that universe is really interesting to me. The only the thing that really limited me in terms of the story is you get a lot of its lore through picking up items or just kind of generally reading scraps of information throughout the world, which is totally fine. That that's a legitimate way. To a tell lot of story. those games are very, but, are very show don't tell, yeah. but there's videos that people make explaining oh, yes. it. And you're like, Oh, this is so much Even better. Even if it laid out the, the lore in the game there, those channels would exist. I mean, those channels exist for everything. Yeah. And th- that's fine. I, oh, I like that because if it's something I'm interested in, I want that content. So good on you guys for fulfilling the content. Um, speaking of content, actually, we're about 20 minutes in now, and I think that means story. I did. I did go on a bit of a soul's tangent, That's okay. didn't I? That we're, That's this is right. our show. We can do whatever the, the heckity heck we want, including listening to my roommates take showers, apparently. That's not a creepy thing. It's just I can hear them through the walls. The, the pipes. I, I was about to pervs. say, is that like a little, is that like a little side segment that no, we're doing? it's not, it's not a new piece of the show. Do we, do we need to make a little jingle? No, uh, the pipes in this house just aren't that great. So they get real loud when someone hits shower. So anyway, if anyone can hear that, I apologize. Someday, someday when I'm older, uh, we'll have a better spot. But for now, we're about to get into the stories. Now, Owen, traditionally, we swip, swap back and forth whenever we do this because you spoke, uh, you did the story last week first, uh-huh. uh, which means I would do it first this week. I have a story for everyone, as is tradition. But first, we should talk about what the prompt is because the audience is probably wondering, aside from the title of the episode, which usually gives them a hint. Yeah. What the prompt is. Well, the prompt, word for They've word. been yelling at us. They've been yelling at us for the last 19 minutes and 15 Get seconds. You motherfuckers. You dirty sons of bitches. What's the prompt? I want to know what the prompt is right fucking now. You're holding it from me on purpose. Yes, we are. You're keeping it from us. <laughs> so, the prompt word for word is, as a joke, you use your cell phone to call your own number. But someone picks up. That's pretty spooky. Pretty creepy if you think about it. Now, me personally, apparently someone else owns my number and has for years. Because I get texts and calls for someone named Nathaniel multiple times a week. For years. Oh, Sam. So, this is not as unusual as it sounds, it seems. I get I get calls for a person named Audrey. Oof. I I don't know who the fuck Nathaniel is. He's never had my number. 
I've had this number for almost 10 years. I more than 10 years now. He's <laughs> and I've it, it it was only like within I, the last few years I started getting calls for this Nathaniel. And it's it's a real person because people will call me and say, Hey, I'm looking for Nathaniel, and they'll say his whole name and his last name. I'm like, it's not here. Why? I've probably been contacted by this poor Audrey girl's like whole f- friends and family trying to get a hold of her. I'm like, I, it's just me. She did the I wrong number thing girl. to her whole social circle. Just the one digit off. Yes, so. <laughs> Honestly. Out. So, in other words, Nathaniel, if you're listening to this podcast by any chance, please change your fucking number or give the accurate one to people when you give it out. Audrey, and uh, Audrey, if you're listening, give your friends and family the correct phone number please for the love of god and all that is holy uh, so uh, in regards to things that are not holy uh, that's we're about to get into the stories my story is called one chance to make or break yeah, it's kind of well, i threw that title just kind of out there but uh, I, i'm excited to tell this story it's gonna be fun it's mostly a conversation but i think it's kind of kooky uh i didn't take a comedic route but everyone will see what route i took in just a moment owen is there anything else you wanna you wanna plop out on the table before we get into this? Or are you ready? No, I think I'm ready. So, wait, why do you have that? Is that Pepto Bismol? Are you okay? Yeah, I I'm, I just belly ache. I'm I'm good. I'm okay, good yeah, though. Yeah. I'm well, hopefully, right. hopefully that helps. All right, so we're gonna get into the story, everybody. <clears throat> Let me loosen up the microphones. <laughs> the front of the building looked suspicious, though not unusual for what I saw. These sorts of places. Sun-aged windows dominated the street-facing sign, though they weren't used for seeing through. Instead, all over the surface, there were posters and neon lights advertising a better life for a fee of $200 each hour. Pricey for certain, but all my friends with their dream jobs and dream partners and dream homes swore by this guy. You need to go, they had said. Creepy guy, but it'll change your life. Even after all their testimony, the look past the future still seemed like a ripoff. Not to mention that the name itself was kinda dumb. To make matters even worse, it didn't help that right beside the name was a hand with a reptilian eye in the palm. It wasn't an unusual symbol for the palm readers I had noticed in the past, but the species of eye was another added layer of weird. Swallowing down my social anxiety, I opened the door and stepped into the foggy, musky-smelling main room. All around the borders rested red leather furniture from a bygone era, illustrating their age via worn spots on the seats, alongside rips in the backs and arms. Approaching the front desk, which was fashioned as a hole in the wall and a sheet of clear plastic keeping everyone out and away from the worker within, I cleared my throat with no reaction from the person on the other side. Um, I mumbled, I'm here to see the wizard behind the curtain, the muffin man, the magical mirror... The person rattled off in a bored tone, seemingly annoyed at my presence. Fill this thing out and bring it back. Accepting the clipboard with a form in place, I filled out my personal and some surprisingly invasive medical questions. Then I brought it back and the young man whipped it out of my hands through the little slot. He'll be with you shortly. As if on cue, the door beside the window clicked open and a young lady stood with a smile plastered in place. He will be with you now. Thrown off a tad, I didn't want to make waves by questioning it, so I just mentally shrugged and threw it up to being the only customer in the building. The young woman took me down a long corridor, seemingly longer than the building had appeared from the outside, but I wasn't certain which direction we were heading, so perhaps it was towards the back. Soon, she stepped aside and gestured for me to open the door in front. 
That weird hand with the lizard eye was emblazoned on the midnight black door, taunting me as I considered my approach. Please, enjoy your renewal, she said, then hurried off and down some hallway I hadn't noticed, splitting off from the main. Okay, I said more to myself than to anyone else. Stealing myself, I wrapped a hand around the doorknob and slowly pushed it open with a daunting creak. Welcome, a booming voice announced as I stepped through. The room was about the size of a handicapped bathroom stall, tall enough for me to be upright but cramped in every other direction. My anxiety was buzzing as he gestured for me to sit on a pillow in front of a low-standing table that he resided at. As I took my spot and crossed my legs into as comfortable a position as I could, it was then that I realized how hot the room was, and that I could, in fact, smell the other man's breath. The man himself was an oddity sitting across the table in shadow, comparatively to me, as I was sitting below a ceiling light dangling above me. His beard was the most remarkable feature, being so long that it would likely reach his toes when he was standing. His mouth was hidden behind a hedge of a mustache, and his eyes were obscured in shadow. What brings you to me? He asked through the mane of facial hair. My friends told me you could change my life, I answered. Oh, that is true, he responded. But whether it's good or bad change, I cannot say. I can't pick what I want. All my friends got cool cars, houses, and all kinds of other things. Yes, they did receive those things, but did you ever ask them if they lost anything? I thought back to the conversations I had had with my fellows, and none of them had mentioned a loss, or anything missing. Then again, I'd been so focused on their cool new stuff that it had never occurred to me to ask, and perhaps they hadn't wanted me to. What did they lose? I asked. The man waved a hand in the air like some learned monk. That is for them to realize... I am the conduit, not a creator. What do I have to do? Trying to get to the point. I was beginning to feel claustrophobic, so the sooner we got this moving, the better. Reach into your pocket and pull out your phone, the man ordered. I followed as commanded and held my phone out before myself. Now. Call yourself. Call myself, I asked. The man nodded. Opening my contacts, I selected my own name, and the phone somehow started to ring and also do the calling tone at the same time. Aren't you going to answer? The bearded man chuckled. Answering, I brought it to my ear. Hello? It's me, the old man responded through the phone, though his mouth didn't move. At least, the little movement that I could see below his mustache. Uh, I responded, not sure how to proceed. Name whatever you wish to change, the man continued. But know that if you choose a new job, a boat, or anything at all, the events that must shift in your past for it to be may leave your current self wanting. What does that mean? I asked. It means that if you wish to be a CEO of a large company, perhaps it had been the death of a loved one that drove you down that path. Or perhaps you wish to have the money to travel that was only gained by fundraising for your terminal illness. I could die from this? I asked in shock, not sure how that improved my future. Damage, certainly. You could lose a limb in the exchange, or perhaps something else, but you would not die. You said terminal, I clarified. Terminal eventually, he said back. Well, I thought about it for some time, the steady breathing on the other end of the line being the only sound in the room. Let's do something that likely won't harm me. Ask away, the bearded man said in a cheery tone. I want all my feelings of anxiety to be gone forever. And just like that, I felt a wave of confidence, assurance, security. I was no longer aware of the walls around me, nor did I notice the man's breath, aside from the general displeasing scent. It seemed to me that I could do anything, be anywhere, and say whatever I wanted to. It was amazing and thrilling, 
Then I got a look at my reflection in a nearby mirror. To my horror, my previously green eyes had turned blue. My hair, once a shaggy mess of brown, was now trimmed and stylish and blonde in shade. What's going on? I asked in shock, coming to my feet before I could think about it, which led to my head slamming into the ceiling. Did this room shrink? No, sir, the man answered with his mouth now. You changed because to remove your anxiety meant removing what gave you that anxiety. A chill ran through my veins as I considered what that could mean. What changed? I cannot know. That is for you to know, the man said. Then the light hanging from the ceiling went out and came back on, showing the man had disappeared from the room. Heading out, I saw no one as I exited the building. The lady from before was gone, and the man at the desk had left no clue of his previous presence. Now outside, I considered the sunny sky and the cheerful birds that fluttered in and out of the trees. Cars zipped this way and that. I suppose a new look is worth getting rid of those feelings, I said to myself, feeling a bit better about the changes now that I was outside, and figuring people will just take some time to get used to me. A buzzing in my pocket alerted me to my phone for the first time since the change, and I pulled it out to see a FaceTime call coming from my mom. Poking the answer button, I was shocked to not see the squat, red-cheeked woman that had been my mother for over 25 years, but instead a leggy, narrow-jawed blonde on the other side. Hello, I said. Hi, honey. How was your trip? Unsure of what was happening, I went along. Trip? Yeah, you dinkus. Your honeymoon with Lauren. I want to hear all about Hawaii and the food. Turning my phone around, I recognized a gold band on my left hand for the first time. I'm married? Honey, did you fall or something? Turn me around. I brought her back to facing me. Sorry, Mom. It's all right. Are you okay? Yeah, I think so, I said in a trance. Okay then. Well, you can tell me all about it when I see you and Lauren tonight at dinner. Okay, I said simply. All right, honey. Guess I'll let you go. Love you. Wait, I burst out. What is it? I hesitated but knew there was nothing for it. Where do you and dad live? What'd you think? So it, it like changed his identity? He had entirely different parents. Oh. It's his genetic code. When you get anxiety, it's part of who you are. It's, it's your chemical processing in your brain. It's not necessarily, you can, you can fuck with it with medication as I do. Right. But like, uh, it's part of you. So the only way you don't have it is if the source of your existence didn't give it to you. At least that's my hypothesis in this story. Obviously, if you have entirely different parents, you're not going to be the same person. Um, but I just kept, quote unquote, his spirit the same, who he was the same, and changed everything else. I just justify it being, you know, phone magic. Mm, I see. But yeah, that's that's where I went. It's funny to me that the prompt was meant to just be a silly, as a joke, someone else answers. Ha ha. And I was like, no, no, you can change your life and possibly lose a limb. <laughs> I almost did go that route. I almost had him, like, lose a hand. But I didn't know what change you would make that would inherently require you to lose a limb for it to be a thing. We both seem to go in a very upsetting route with this, even though it did say as a joke. I don't know. I kind of I kind of like this isn't the worst <laughs> thing in the world. Like, yeah, if he got a terminal illness, that would be unfortunate. 
or lost a limb. That'd be, but in terms of things that he lost, I guess he lost his parents. If he has a memory of his previous parents, it's kind of like grieving his parents now. Oh my God. Um, but he still has family. He's married to someone he doesn't even know. Yeah. It's actually kind of terrible now that I say it all out loud. It's, yeah. I was like, it's not that bad. He just has nothing that he had before, <laughs> but at least he doesn't have anxiety. He's just, not the same. He's just not the same person. I mean, really, he's not. I'm not saying that people are defined by their anxiety because that is a dark hole to go down. Do not do that. Yeah. Uh, my wife knew someone that used to tell them to avoid medication because if you take medication, it changes you and you're no longer who you are. And that is not good language. Don't do If you have anxiety, seek out medical help. Seek out someone to ask about it. It's not who you are. Anxiety is a byproduct of bullshit. Um, but yeah. Also... It's unfortunate that he lost Don't everything. Don't take the medications that do that to you either, if there are medications that do yeah, that to you. Yeah, if, if medication is powerful enough to change you, you probably shouldn't be taking it. Yeah. In, unless you have to. I mean, obviously, anything recommended by your doctor, do it. I mean, within a reasonable realm of... If the doctor tells you to jump off a cliff, don't do it. But also, he's probably not a doctor. <laughs> I prescribe you to die. Here you go, sport. I prescribed you this. It just said... It just... It's the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah. Jump. <laughs> Go jump off it. Oh, that would be bad. <laughs> That's fucked up. That is so fucked up. Don't do that, <laughs> doctors. I don't think we need to tell you not to do that, but don't do that. That's generally not a good thing. But yeah, I, I liked it. I, I think I warmed up to it the more, more as I wrote it, so I, I, I liked that story a lot. Uh, well, John, I went on my tangent about the thing I like right now. What about uh, your tangent about you th- your thing that you like? We get like? to talk about my likes now? Yeah, Yay. yeah, man, yeah. Yay. Well, according to this article, it's holy Sith. We got to look at Darth Vader. Yeah, everyone, we're in Star Wars territory. Buckle the fuck oh. in. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm hyped. Uh, we've had extremely mixed uh content from the star wars universe hey, yikes yikes as recently as boba fett uh, there's a lot of problems with boba fett but we're not talking about boba fett today that's the sadness today we're talking about the happiness which is my boy obi-wan kenoba love this man i, I when i was a child growing up with the prequels it was always a battle for me in my head which is my favorite, Obi-Wan or Qui-Gon? Those were, those two are my favorite Jedi, as, I don't know, as maybe as base as that is. But, like, I I eventually landed on Qui-Gon. I think Qui-Gon's my number one a little bit overall. But Obi-Wan, oh, man, he's I love it. Ewan McGregor was the perfect Obi-Wan. To this day, he's the perfect Obi-Wan. And I am so excited to see him back. And, and fucking Hayden Christensen as Vader? <laughs> I mean, ask me back in 2007, would I want Hayden Christensen to come back? I would have said no, because I was that kind of asshole who was also one of the haters. His performance still had flaws, but the writing was really the main problem, everyone. The writing is not good. Uh, Just watch any of the romantic scenes between him and Padme, and you can tell that if you try and deliver any of that dialogue, you're going to come across as an asshole. But no, I'm ready to see him as Vader. I'm excited. We get to see him as young Anakin, too. I've heard we get to see him in the Clone Wars and stuff. Ooh. And play, like, the Clone War era Anakin. And I am pumped! Oh, and how do you feel? Do you have any feelings towards Kenobi? Star Wars. The War of the Stars. Uh, Is that how you feel? I have not watched any of the Disney Plus shows of anything. I haven't even watched the Disney Plus Marvel shows. That's okay. I mean, I don't, um, I don't think you have had... A, I don't think you need to have watched them to get Kenobi. I mean, have you seen the movies? Yeah. 
then you get it. Because <laughs> it's literally just right after Order 66, like, well, 10 years after Order 66, but he's just watching over Luke at the beginning of the series, like when it opens. He's just on Tatooine looking over Luke. And then shit gets real and he has to do stuff. So it luckily doesn't require any prerequisite knowledge. Unlike Marvel, you kind of do need, like, because the Marvel Universe is so interconnected <laughs> that some stuff needs context. Though I'm not sure about Loki. I actually, thinking back on Loki, I'm not sure you, aside from the fact that Loki was the villain in Avengers 2012, we don't really need a ton of context. I mean, Endgame might help, but hmm. I like Loki. I feel like Infinity War probably because well, Endgame is the one that you gotta you gotta know did the thing. Oh yeah, well that yeah. gave him the the rock that allowed him to. You run. gotta know why he fucks up time. Yeah, he fucks up the time. Pretty line. much the uh, precious timeline. I can't remember what the fuck they called it, but uh, yeah, Kenobi. I'm super stoked, everybody. If anyone else is stoked about Kenobi, fucking at me. I want to talk about it. I want to talk about more, and then I want to talk about even more than that. Uh, remember Star Wars? You remember Star Wars? I'm going to watch. This is how much of a simp I am for Obi-Wan. Before this series comes out, I'm going to watch all of the prequel movies right before. Then I'm going to click start on the episode. That's how hardcore I am for this one. Not any of the other shows. I didn't do that for Boba. I didn't. I mean, I wouldn't have been able to do that for Mando. Mando didn't really have any continuation like that, but I wouldn't have. This is This is for my boy. <laughs> Sir McGregor. It was for Ian McGregor. Ian McGregor, if you're listening to this, I love you. I don't want to be weird about it, but, like, you're cool, man. (laughs) He said that as a question. Yeah, because I started saying love, and I was like, God, but I don't want to be that fucking guy. Like, I always talk about how when you see a celebrity in real life, there's, there's like, a thin, there's, like, a narrow area of, uh, what do you call it? A narrow... Whatever, there, there's a certain amount of kind of action you're allowed to take to say to someone that I'm a fan. You're not allowed to freak out. Don't don't ruin their day. So in other words, don't tell them that you love them because <laughs> they don't know who the fuck you are. I just, if I ever saw Ian McGregor, I'd have a really hard time not, you know, vibrating so hard that I drilled to the center of the earth in excitement. Um, but I would have to find some way to contain it and be like, hey man, I like your stuff, you're cool, great actor hey man, Hey, what's up and then as he walks away I explode <laughs> you say as, as piss and shit trickles down your legs hopefully not, you'd smell it <laughs> that'd be unfortunate I just, I'll just do what like Darth and Star Wars fans will get this, I'll just do what Darth Maul did on Tatooine and just scream Kenobi <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I'm excited about that but otherwise, what else am I excited about everyone you might be asking oh that was a crazy good uh, segue speaking of piss and shit running down our legs we like to we'd like to take this time to announce a Patreon and we're so excited that we have piss and shit running down our legs I think I'll just literally cut to that <laughs> <laughs> no everyone we do have a Patreon as Owen so eloquently put it uh, if you like to support the show uh, the lowest membership is three dollars and uh, you'll get early access to episodes instead of Mondays. You'll get them on Sundays. And, and the thing that we've wanted this whole time is you get to submit prompts to us. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the Discord. Well, the Discord is a thing, but those are at higher levels. No. So obviously you go to Patreon and you can find every single uh, reward and benefit you'll get from each level of Patreon. But any level you choose to do, if you choose to do any of them, obviously you're not obligated for any reason, but if you do choose to do it, uh, we are so fucking appreciative and any level is fine. $3, $5, pick what you can afford if you want to, 
And uh, we want to hear from you. The idea is that it can create a community because, yeah, some of the levels have Discord access. And we have a PvP Discord. I do. Uh, so each level comes with a different type of uh, access. So at you know, one level, you'll be a bro. At the next level, you'll be a verse bro. And then the final level, you'll be a pros bro. And those that's basically the theme there. We want to we want you guys to be all up in here with us. We are a writing podcast for writers. So we want your we want your prompts. We want your engagement. And on Discord, eventually, we would love to be able to interact with you and your properties. We're talking about AMAs, talking about Q&As, live streams, feedback, critique, the whole shebang. It'll be the just sh- sending a voicemail and voicemail voice uh channel and talking yeah shoot the shit about your work what's going on how's your writing doing have you written today if you haven't written today you should write some just just sit down and do it it doesn't have to be good just do a little i'll come over there i will come over there and i will stand over your shoulder until you write at least one sentence of words that's the kind of motivation you can expect from pros versus bros (laughs) in our in our in our discord we would love to have you It'd be great. It's the Shangri-La of critique. That's what I'm calling. Come on down. Come on down. You get a free. The water's fine. You get a free bag of peanuts or popcorn. It's your fucking (laughs) choice, man. We don't care. (laughs) Come on down by the river and sit down. I got this can of uh, bush baked beans. Bush baked beans. It'll cure your arthritis if you eat it. But you gotta. But you gotta come into the grand old. PvP fan discord. I'll tell you right now, it's a grand old time. Consume Pralisec. <laughs> I can't not do that. The moment we get to that voice, I just think of the Pralisec commercials. Of, of the, uh... Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> uh, the, Larry, the Larry the Cable Guy. I've I'll tell you what right name. now, one thing about it, wings I do is I eat a lot. Eat Prilosec. Hey there, I'm, I'm Larry the Cable Guy. I like to send Larry, these buddy. two boys some writing prompts every once in a while. <laughs> the fuck you got? Every time I think Larry the Cable Guy, I think of Mater, which is honestly his best role, but not because Mater is good. Mater's pretty good. Mater's good. Don't watch Cars 2. Uh, <laughs> Don't, watch cars. <laughs> Don't watch Cars. Don't watch Cars. One of my favorite jokes, though, in those, is that show is, I think it's after the credits of the first one. Uh, it shows him like using his hook to fish into this gully and he's so excited as he's pulling something out. He's like, look, it's my hood. It's my hood. I haven't seen this in 20 years. And he gets it onto his face and he's like, well, it fits perfectly. Then he sneezes and it flies off into the gully again. And he just watches as it goes. And then, oh, dang. <laughs> That's the whole thing. Just a sad Oh, I don't know why I vaguely remember <laughs> that happening. It's, I don't know why. It gets me. It's not a funny line, but the delivery and the oh, setup dang. is just fantastic. You, oh, uh, dang. we're going to have to bleep this name again, but you almost said that like, it's my hood. I haven't seen this in 20 years. Let me, let me, hold on. Let me have that. But no, what are you going, hood, where are you going? Come on back here. It wouldn't be his hood, it'd be his hat. I'll, I'll look my hat. <laughs> oh my god, my hat. I gotta hide the foul spot. <laughs> I, I can't let people know I don't got hair. <laughs> <laughs> it'll it'll blind them. The sun's reflection is dangerous. It'll go shring. You say don't stare at the sun, don't stare at my ball spot. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> at night it reflects the sun it reflects the moon i've turned several people into werewolves around me <laughs> so i'm making a full moon, moon. my head looks like one <laughs> i'm making a full moon oh that'd be on that'd be a weird power <laughs> i can find werewolves anywhere at night because my head looks like a full moon I'm the perfect werewolf hunter. He is the, yeah, he's the perfect, like, Van Helsing. <laughs> Just, that's why Van Helsing wears that wide-brimmed hat yeah. all the time, because that he keeps it on while he's not hunting, and then he yanks it off, and then <laughs> anyone in the room <laughs> might turn into a werewolf right He's got to look around. <laughs> oh, no. It's the oh, constant shit, it's full movement. Ah! <laughs> that reminds me. Have I explained to you my my league of shitty superheroes that I've made with some of my uh, friends. You told me about it. It's not popped up on the podcast though. Okay. So making up shitty superheroes is something I really like doing just in my, my free time. I haven't done it in a while granted, but I have, I'm pulling it up. I have a thing on my phone about it. I'm not going to go through all of them, but there's uh, a a few people and a couple of them are bangers. A couple of them are actually kind of good. So there's one, there's one called Burlap Man, who is, he basically has this kind of, it's like a standard uh, superhero story where like, he's doing this really specific thing and then something radioactive happens to him. He's working in a burlap sack factory. Naturally, he, as one does. He, he gets his fingers stuck in the sewing machine and he has, he's like, he's this big dude. Mm-hmm. He's like this really big guy and his giant callous fingers and he just, he's just standing there. He's going, oh. Well, I, I better get this out before I ke- keep working. And then a meteor falls through the factory and kills him. <laughs> but a it, meteor. But it doesn't actually kill him. It imbues him with the power of burlap. So he's just a man made out of burlap now. Yeah. Like the number nine from the movie. Yeah, nine exactly. Yeah. My Naturally. absolute favorite, every like everybody's favorite who I uh, explained this to is uh, Midnight Man. What is Midnight Man? Midnight Man has all the powers of Superman at exactly 12 a.m. Oh, it's Escanor. At night. It's the reverse of Escanor from Seven Deadly Sins. Yeah, but before before Midnight, he's immortal, so that whenever it hits 12.01 and he's, like, flying, he doesn't just stop flying and die. He can stop flying, uh, fall until he hits the ground, and then probably explode into a giant mush of red mm. on the ground and then just reassemble because he's immortal. So, he's immor- so while he's flying, he technically can die. But the moment it hits 1201, he's immortal. No, he's still immortal while he's oh, flying. So he's immortal all the time, but he only has powers yeah. during midnight. Interesting. I mean, immor- immortality in of itself is, I mean, there are, there are movies and books that analyze immortality as whether it be a blessing or a curse. Depends on perspective, I guess. Just ask every vampire. This one's really stupid. Groundhogger. Groundhogger is just a guy who, if he dies, he just reincarnates as something random in the world. That just feels like reincarnation in general. <laughs> it's exactly. I mean, reincarnation is a much more complex subject if we're getting, if anyone gets into that. But like, yeah, that's funny. That would be unfortunate. Can he reincarnate into an inanimate objects Sometimes. or is it always a living being? Sometimes, yes, he can do that. Can, does the inanimate object need to be destroyed for him to be able to reincarnate again? I don't know. I haven't thought of the logistics of Groundhogger too much. We should do, you should make, if this is a pre-existing list, you should make this list. And I think that we should like try and make shorts off of a couple of these. Okay. Use them as prompts of sorts. Because um, now that I'm, I remember you have that list, I think that would be fun, especially for some of the more ridiculous ones. There is a, so the arch nemesis of Midnight Man 
are two robots. One of them is called 1159 and the other one is called 1201 and they're built by a man named Father Time or just Frank Time. Time is just his last name. <laughs> and he just made those two robots to go out and beat the shit out of Midnight Man even though he's immortal. <laughs> So he's just like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> he's just always, these robots are always beating the shit. Leave me alone. He doesn't even know why. He doesn't even know why they have this vendetta against him. <laughs> just every time he sees them coming. Oh, God damn it. The uh, robots again. There's a guy named Nalseer who <laughs> he can see through walls for as long as he wants. But as soon as he turns the power off, he's blind for several days. <laughs> So it better be worth a peak. Yeah, exactly. So in other words, is that peak worth it to you? Because everyone knows what people would use that power for. <laughs> so some of these just actually suck. Some of these are really stupid. There's one, and I don't know what this entails. You have a... Yes, they're stupid. You have a butthole power on there. That's I true. know there's one that's I'll get butthole. to that one in a second. There's one called the Night Mormon, <laughs> and I don't know what that entails. It's just a Mormon who does his job at I don't night. I either. <laughs> I am Mormon. There's Cloaca Man, who's a man with a cloaca. Does <laughs> he lay eggs? Yep. Uh, Didn't know I could do that. Deaf Ninja, who thinks he's that he's really it. that seems worthless. He's really sneaky, but he's actually very loud. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, what I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm thinking of him trying, he gets hired to kill people. He's like, <coughs> he's fucking sneaking along and just knocks over a fucking vase, doesn't even notice. He's sneaking, <laughs> he's sneaking through a kitchen and he's just knocking over pots and pans in every which direction. And some glasses are shattering. He still succeeds somehow and kills people, but in like terrible ways because they fight back and he's like, another job well done. And then he leaves. Yeah. The one that you're referencing is the Gaping Gateway, who is a man who can create portals, but the entrance or exit has to be his asshole. Which is just inspired. <laughs> it's just stupid. I, write a short, it just I, can't, I don't think I can write a short out of that, but I just really want to. Uh, the last one I'm going to do is called the Indian Burner, which you know that you know that thing you used to do where you're like yeah. Indian Burn, so you like do that thing where it feels like you're... Your skin is burning or something. Pretty sure the term is no longer in use, but yeah. Yeah, Because <laughs> no. I, I used that term the other day, and someone looked at me like, you're old. I was like, what? what's the other term for it, though? Like, literally. Uh, yeah, literally. <laughs> it's no, the I, thing that you I'm sorry. It's, it's what your older brother did to piss you off when you were younger. I don't I'm not know. trying to be offensive. It's just that, <laughs> no, is there another term for that? I, I don't, don't. No one's given me an alternate term. If there is just, an alternate term, everyone out there, let us know. Because I, I, no one does it anymore. It's not a thing anymore. So like, he no just one made has, a new name. Uh, this guy just has super duper friction burning powers with his hands. So he'll just go on something and like rub on it for a few yeah. times. And then it just starts <laughs> melting. Cold. Yeah. Ooh, don't, uh, don't masturbate. No, <laughs> never. It'll, it'll melt. That's not good. That sounds, that's a curse. That's outright that, a curse. You know, that's Everything else has a been curse. a power. That one's a curse. He's mad, that dude. That dude's pissed off all the time. Yeah. You know what? Okay. Can't even take a pee up. Le- one with l- way less offensive, um, term, like a name, mm-hmm. uh, Scoots. Scoots. Who is a... Do they scoot on their butt and leave brown marks? No, he is a dimension, he, he's a man that travels through dimensions and timelines <gasps> on a rascal scooter. <laughs> A little rascal scooter. Yeah. That's funny. 
No, yeah, we should make we should make shorts on this, or we should make uh, <laughs> shitty Justice League. Oh, absolutely! I want to make more of those so bad. It's been it's been such be a long great. time. Honestly, they would fit right in in some of the in some like a uh, fucking. There was like a comedy superhero cartoon a few years ago. I can't remember what it was called that had shitty superheroes uh, in it, but none of them were like particularly creative. It was just like weak man or some shit I like know, that. I, f- I couldn't uh, tell you what the fuck it was called. Ah, f- uh, was it? V- like villainous but, like, or something? It was it could have been good with characters with actually yeah. shitty powers like this. That would have been really funny. Uh uh hey, uh, don't swim. <laughs> Hit us up and we'll develop these shitty superheroes into a show for you. Yeah. Uh you've got smiling friends. We'd love to be programmed right I, next to smiling friends. I would cry. I would ugly cry if I if I got a show with them. And speaking of which, by the way, if anyone hasn't checked out Adult Swim's Smiling Friends and you like really fast-paced, macabre, but clever comedy, it is, it really is one of the best things that that channel has made in a very, very long time. That's including and Rick like, and Morty. promoted a lot. So, like, they have a lot of good stuff. They have, uh, like, Tigtones pretty good. Tigtones kind of funny. Uh, and then Shivering Truth, which is made by the same guy who made a Xavier Renegade Angel, which is one of my favorite shows ever. Um, my story, which is a brilliant transition, is actually based off of something from Shivering Truth. So cool, yeah, it's, it's around that yeah. time, so we might as well get into it's it. It's based off of something that I just remembered uh, from Shivering Truth while I was reading the prompt. I was like, "That's it's a good idea for this." Nice, but uh, like I said before. John and I decided to completely ignore the you call your own number as a joke portion of this prompt <laughs> and just went in a very upsetting route. It happens. <laughs> it does happen. But uh, my story is called Have I Seen Me? Ooh. So, John, are you, are you ready for this? I'm strapped in. Then away we go. I recently moved to a new city, far away from my hometown, I thought to also get a new phone with a new number, give that number to people I felt were important enough to me, and just start over from there. I looked around my studio apartment, the small number of things I brought with me, my couch, my bed, my TV, the apartment already had a fridge. I grabbed a beer out of the fridge, sat down on the couch, and turned on my TV. I watched the TV for a couple hours in an almost dissociative haze not really paying attention to what was on screen, but focusing on myself. Was the move really a good idea? Is cutting ties the best option for me? Have I lost something along my trip? Did I lose something even before? I snap out of my trance and look around my apartment for something to do. I look down at my phone and realize I got a new number. I wonder if the number replacement went through. I wondered if... Anyone had that number before me? Did they just have the number revoked from them? Were they even still alive? I thought about that until I decided to call my own number and see what happened. I typed in the numbers and after staring at the set of numbers for a few seconds, I hit call and put the phone up to my ear. I thought this wouldn't go anywhere. It was a stupid idea. It's gonna start beeping like the phone I was calling was busy. But it actually started to ring. I was surprised by this, but continued to sit there and listen to the ringing. There's no way someone would answer, though, right? The phone rang until I thought I should probably just hang up and keep watching TV, and as soon as I started to take my phone away from my face, I heard something. 
Hello? Someone answered? How? Who? Was this whoever had the number before me? Hello? I said as I brought the phone back to my face. Hello? Are you calling about the signs? The person on the other end asked. The person's voice sounded oddly familiar to me, but I couldn't figure out how. Signs? I asked. Yes, the voice responded. I put signs around town, looking for someone. I lost them recently, and I've been worried sick. I only moved to this city recently. I haven't had the opportunity to properly look around and see what I have to work with, but I feel like I would have remembered seeing signs for a missing person. I'm sorry, but I haven't seen any signs for any missing people. Can you give me a description? I asked, trying to find ways to make this phone call less awkward and upsetting. Well, he's about 5'10", short brown hair, lanky guy. The last thing I saw him wearing was a pair of skinny jeans, an old t-shirt, and a red jacket. I sat there and thought about the clothes I had. I have a few pairs of skinny jeans. I have several old t-shirts. Most of them I wear as pajama shirts. I have a red jacket, too. Come to think of it, I also have short brown hair, measure at 5'10", and am kind of skinny. I looked down at myself and realized I was wearing all three of the clothing items mentioned, all the way down to the jacket. A simple coincidence. All of those clothes are common. Plenty of people can wear those clothes. But there was a long pause after the person gave me the description. Are you still there? They asked. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I'm still here, I responded, unsure where to go from the description. I was still stuck on how the person's voice was so familiar. Was it a person I may have heard somewhere? It could be someone I haven't seen in a long time. The world may just be small enough for that possibility. What's your name, sir? The voice asked. Cameron, I answered. Huh, the voice said. That's the same name as the person I'm looking for. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry to hear about that, I said, not really knowing what to do with that information. At that moment, I realized where I may have heard the person's voice from. It sounded close to my own voice. What's your name, if you don't mind me asking? I don't mind at all, the voice started. My name is Cameron as well. A man named Cameron, being called by another man named Cameron, putting missing person signs around town for yet another man named Cameron... On top of all of that, the description between the Cameron this guy is looking for and myself are the exact same to a T. What was happening? W what's going on here? Is this some kind of prank call? I'm the one that called them. I started to think that I was talking to myself this whole time. Some weird version of me who lost another version of me. Why was I lost? Where did I go? I need to find myself if I'm lost. I, I need to help whoever this is, if it really is me. What's your last name? I asked my final question. If they gave me the same last name as me, something was wrong. Cameron Belton, the voice responded. That was it. It was me. I was talking to myself, and I was the one missing. I hung up immediately and threw my phone across the room. I was sweating and shaking.
I decided to walk around the city for a while and take my mind off of that weird call. I probably walked for four hours and I didn't see a single sign. Nobody knew I was missing, so I went home and decided to make missing person signs for myself. I felt crazy doing it, but I did anyway. I put them around the city until I was completely out, and then just sat at home and stared at my phone, waiting for someone to call. Have they seen me? Have I seen me? That's it. I like that story, man. That was cool. And again, everyone, yeah. that was not planned. We didn't plan for depression and anxiety to be the theme of the week or anything. The way I uh, think about that story is very uh, symbolic with how depression may feel with some people. Because it's like, you feel like you have these missing person signs for yourself, but no, almost nobody else can see them except for you. It's very, it's very interesting, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I think it was a good analogy. But you also mentioned that you had other inspiration for the story uh, in addition to the prompt. Even. Oh, yes. Uh, it's a show on Adult Swim called The Shivering Truth, and it's made by the same... I don't know if it's made by the same guy, but it has the same guy who uh, is a lot of voices in, the sh in a show called Xavier Renegade Angel. I don't think I've ever seen it. Which uh, both... Both Shivering Truth and Xavier are very, very strange shows that, if you were to look at it long enough, have some philosophical meaning Shivering to truth. things that happen. It, I mean, just the images alone are freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, the words on his face. Why does he have things on his face? It's very uh, Wes Anderson stop motion movie kind of. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not, not a fan. I've not, I've not <laughs> consumed a ton of this type of media. Like, I hadn't seen... Uh, Isle of Dogs. You mentioned Wes Anderson. Oh, I love Isle of Dogs. That's such a good movie. I wanted to watch it, but it just kind of floated by. I don't know. It kind of came and went without without much That's true. happening, Is which I'm sure some people disagree with. I'm sure there's a ton of people who love that movie. They're like, no, who's out? Never was talking about it. Just my circle, it just kind of floated uh, by, which is unfortunate because I did Essentially, watch it. being just to keep the episode vague, so if people are interested and want to watch that show... It's not super spoiled for them. Um, there's an episode that starts with like a phone call audio of a guy um, getting called about missing person signs. And it's a guy, he's mm -hmm. looking for a different version of himself. And he's asking, he's asking the person on the other end if the person is happy, if like that other version of himself is happy and if his life is fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> fuck God man. damn. That is deep. <laughs> I'm going to try and get that deep, but my God. Yeah. That, I mean, that's intimidating. Every time I see other media that accomplishes that kind of stuff, right. I'm always like, damn, I'm not, I'm not good enough to do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I mean, hopefully eventually I'd love to with practice comes, uh, ability, but fuck. Some people are just so goddamn talented out there and that's why they're the ones on TV and I'm not. Hopefully. Hopefully. He's but no, Xavier, uh, Xavier and Shivering Truth are both very, very good shows. So if anyone that sounds like it's up here, I would recommend <laughs> Googling it uh, and, and not like spoiling the show on yourself. I don't know actually if any of these images are spoilers because it's so out of context. It's so unbelievably out of context. It doesn't matter. So you just look at the images and see if it's something that you could uh, you could see yourself watching. Maybe don't have children around. It doesn't look like it's a children. <laughs> yeah. Thing. It is called Adult Swim. Yeah. So 
to have that I feel like brain. it should be pretty obvious it's kind of self-evident yeah um but yeah no that that was cool so those were our two stories i'm glad we that was a good hold time. on hold on i have a i have a special guest appearance that we haven't had in a while <gasps> i hear him Is it buddy? i hear him knocking <gasps> it's buddy for those of you who are just tuning in, which uh-huh. hopefully you're not, this is nearly the end of the podcast, uh, anyone who hasn't been around for previous episodes, uh, that was a catchy cat in Owen's home. He's a fuzzy little boy, and I see his ta- I can see his tail. <laughs> but he just got lonely over there. Is he lonely? I guess so. I guess he woke up from his he nap in his the, papa. the living room. I saw room. his fluffy little tail. Yes. His long tail. Buddy boy, he just wants to hang out. Well, buddy boy, you will soon have your daddy back to Don't you and with full that. attention. And I'm sure he'll play Elden Ring to his heart's content because the podcast is about to end. <gasps> oh, that was all one breath. <laughs> oh, God. So, everyone, uh, I think it's a good time to bow out. Remember, we have so much you can uh, you can do. We, we've got Twitter. We've got Instagram, we've got email, now we got Patreon. We would love for you to check it out. Uh, we will be doing a lot of Patreon-specific content, so be aware. Otherwise, follow us on Anchor, Spotify, or iTunes, anywhere you listen to the podcast that's at right now. You'll get episodes early on Patreon if you would like. Otherwise, thank you for tuning yeah. in. It's been, oh, what the fuck is going on? Well, Are you okay? No, I'm good, man. I'm just... Are you soon? You good? You good? Okay. All right. Well, let's carry this out. Uh, we're gonna end this podcast strong. So, everybody, thank you for tuning in. It's been a fantastic week. We hope to see you again next Monday. <laughs>